0: Hot, hot minute i initially said i was gonna take a little break and breaks turned into months and it turns into we need a new strategy and then it turns into august <laughs> so i am actually really excited to be back um this time I, hopefully it doesn't make too much noise because i am recording from home now i've got a mic and a little bit of a setup and just so i can put out some more consistent podcasts in this episode i guess i just wanted to go through some typical social media questions so like common questions and just answer a few of them and I also had some questions on Twitter and Instagram so the first question is do you have to be on every social media network and the answer is absolutely not (laughs) <laughs> um, I think there's a big misconception that, you know, you have to be everywhere in order for your brand to be successful online, which I think couldn't be any further from the truth. I think if you're someone who's looking after your social media accounts yourself, you should never really bite more than you can chew because essentially you're going to be neglecting one over the other or you're going to find that one is more beneficial and or you're going to find that one is just pretty useless for you to use. I think it's really about looking at different platforms, what you can get from each platform, and then seeing where your business is best positioned in. For example, you know if you're in the fitness, um, wellness, beauty, anything, you know, food. Instagram is an amazing platform to be on because it's very visual and allows you to showcase your product or service and also because you know if you're looking for an audience between like 18 to 29 like over 50% of instagram users are full between that age the opportunities use like shop now swipe ups and so think how would this benefit my business but then there's also stuff like pinterest which is very very um useful for like homeware and like fashion and then you have to think okay does twitter really align with what i'm trying to sell or what i'm trying to get across and LinkedIn as well. LinkedIn is amazing for business to business. So also thinking about that too. So yeah, um, in short <laughs> or in long, you do not have to be on every social media platform. Another common question is, do like all my social media handles have to kind of be the same? And I would absolutely say yes. It makes it so much more memorable. Um, I always say, you know, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Pudsco. Co., and just knowing that you can just take Pids Co. and go to each one and find it. If I have to search a different one for Facebook, a different one for Twitter, a different one for Instagram, the inconsistency just isn't great and it can get very confusing and you just don't want to complicate things. So it's always important, you know, when I guess you're thinking of a name or you're thinking of your handles, kind of going to websites like Namecheck and seeing whether they're available. And on those, you can see, okay, this like name is available on XYZ, or if it's available all of them, then perfect, you can secure that. But I would say definitely secure your domain name or like your um, brand name on each um, platform and they should all be the same. Another question which I always get from people is like, what should, what should I share on like social media? Like what do I actually share? And that comes from, I guess, knowing your audience. Like what would your audience be interested in if you're like, let's say, Um, you're a chef obviously your audience is interested in recipes things that you're making places that you buy stuff from you know think about their lifestyles so if you're sharing if you're like a makeup brand you know they're interested in skin they're interested in color matching they're interested in what's best for their skin type they're interested in um how things look you know um you're thinking about basically the struggles that they have and essentially answering these questions and creating relevant content that they'll likely enjoy and also want to share. So you're also supposed to be creating shareable content. So, you know, it's very important to think about if you're gonna use a blog, you know, you wanna share stuff from your blog and if you're going to start conversations, you know, some people do like um Twitter chats. I love Twitter chats, because I think that's a great way to kind of start understanding what you're audience is interested in like people do travel chats and you can just find out what your audience is interested in and you can start creating content around that so it's very dependent there's so many different kind of content type um there's just so so much you can do but it's definitely important to like, you know, really know who your audience is and their desires. And then you can work backwards in thinking what content you should share from there. Another thing which friends always ask me or clients always ask me is like, how often should I post on my platforms? You know, should I post like a couple times a day? Should I post, you know, a couple times a week, or should I face like you know, the frequency really, really depends for one, on your resources and your assets, if you don't have enough images and you don't have enough um, videos, you don't have enough blog posts, you don't have enough everything, you're better off to do quality versus quantity because you're gonna try and keep putting out content and just generally isn't enough content for you to put out and you should never really sacrifice the quality of good content um, for putting out just anything, everything should be very calculated and, you know, when you put out a piece of content, you should ask yourself, you know, does my audience want to see this, how is this adding value to my audience's, um, day-to-day or to what they followed me for, you know, I think it's, if it means you have to post on Facebook three to two, two to three times a week, but they're amazing posts that will get loads of like, you know, engagement, loads of conversations, then so be it. If you have only enough to post on Instagram a couple days a week, but you know that content is good, valuable content, then so be it. And obviously always remember you can repurpose information, so stuff like blog posts can always be repurposed so yeah so it really depends but i would always aim to at least post at least once to, t- to twice if not more a week don't obviously spam people posting like 10 20 times a day that just doesn't make sense so yeah and then also kind of looking at your analytics as well and see um the days that are i guess best suited for you to post content when people are most engaged with your pages and if that means you only post three times a day and just get the three days That are the most engaged and posting on those days and then also then people always say so what is the best time to post and i feel like social media is absolutely not a one-size-fits-all like you can't i can't tell you yeah the best time to post is at 7 pm every day because that might not work and it might work for someone but it might not work for you your best time to post might be 8 a.m or 2 p.m it might be 2 p.m on tuesday and 8 a.m on a friday like you know it changes and that's why i'm very very like data driven i'm very much always like testing you're always testing times so you have to test the times that you think work well so you know if you're testing a week of just um, posting in the evening then test a week of posting in the evening see if that works posting lunchtime times posting in the morning in all honesty there's just no single best time to post and it also depends on what social network you're using so i would just definitely recommend just doing some trial and error and you know building an excel sheet and saying okay i posted at this time this week posted this time post seeing how much engagement reach you know um, impressions etc and really recording that for like a good one month or so and then going back to that and saying okay these three times each I guess each platform each day worked and then use that as a guideline for posting in the future so yeah another thing i get is should you follow everyone back should you follow more than there's following you is that bad blah 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 and i don't think you have to connect with everyone you know sometimes a load of people might follow you on instagram and you may not feel like following them is beneficial and it's okay to be selective with who you follow obviously don't be that person or that brand that follows people and unfollows people once they follow back you know follow people who you are genuinely interested in um whether you're trying to get with some influencers that you're trying to build a relationship with you know it's always amazing to follow back loyal customers the person that's always posting on your feed, always loving like the content that you're putting out. Anyone that's really engaging with you is worth following back. Obviously be very cautious of who you follow because some people do look at who you follow and feel be like, ah, I'm not gonna follow this brand or this um person because of who they follow. I guess another kind of common question that I'm pretty sure anyone who works in social media, marketing always gets is, how do I get more followers? Like, how do I get more people to follow me? And that's, I get that so much from friends. They're like, I was looking my followers up. And to me personally, I don't think like follow count isn't a big thing for me. It's like likes as well. I don't think that's a huge thing. I think having, I'd rather have a smaller engaged audience than a large audience that doesn't really care about what I'm doing. So It's always important. Like, why do you want people to follow you? Is your content really something that people will follow? I think it really starts with what you're actually putting out there on your um, Facebook page. Why, why do you want people to like your Facebook page? Why do you want people to follow you on Twitter and to retweet your content? People get content from everywhere. If it's not Facebook, it's Instagram, it's Twitter, it's LinkedIn, it's, it's TikTok, it's Snapchat, it's Tumblr. Like, there's content coming to people from so many different angles that nowadays people have become more I guess particular with who they follow and who they kind of give that kind of I guess attention to so it's very important to kind of think about okay what are the reasons why someone would follow me and people start following you, you know that they're following you for the right reasons another question is um should I do paid ads should I promote some of my content, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And like, this will all sound like it depends, but it does really depend because if you have the budget to do so and you're willing to spend and create an advertise like a strategy, then absolutely go for it because it is increasingly difficult with all these, and I'm saying quotation marks, algorithms, because I think I'm getting to hate that word, to get your content seen organically. But the thing is, it's not impossible is absolutely not impossible. So I don't think it's the be all and end all if you haven't got a budget, but I think it is important to kind of factor it in. And there's obviously a misconception that social media um ads are really, really expensive and like, you know, very costly and the return can just be like very minimal for what you're doing. And it's like, you know, if you have a small budget, you could absolutely work around a small budget. I don't think it's the be all and end all if you don't have uh paid budget but i think it is very 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 beneficial if you do even if it's just like 10 pounds a week or 10 pounds for a couple days or like 20 pounds you know what i mean 100 pounds a month something you can start small build up when you start seeing the return on investment and then kind of invest that back into your strategy people often ask someone asked me actually if i just po- like you know you just post and i was just like everything that kind of goes out on our client's Needs have been planned in an editorial calendar. Like if you don't plan, then pff, I I don't know what you're playing at. It is absolutely 100% necessary to have an editorial calendar. We build our calendars two weeks at a time, one week at a time. We use apps like Planoly, which I absolutely love with all my heart. And you know everything is planned, is strategically planned. <laughs> and it's, it helps you, I guess, in tracking the message across each platform, knowing what's going out, making sure that it's quality things going out, um, making sure that you're planning around any holidays, you know, Christmas, hashtag holidays, um, bank holidays, everything, so you have everything mapped out there and ready, um, launches, announcements, you know, everything is just there and ready, it's very important to have an editorial calendar ready to go but if you're looking for like an excel um, document feel free to send me a message i do have a few that i can absolutely share with you guys another thing um i guess i get from friends who've just started a like a new business and i'm just giving them advice they always say like you know do you reckon you should outsource your social media obviously i run an agency and as great as it is to get people um coming to us and being like you know uh, we'd love to outsource you don't just work with anyone it's very important to kind of talk to yourself as the brand and think okay do i really have the resources to work on social media campaigns for myself do i have the budget do i know um what i want to do with social media i think a lot of people feel that the social media manager or agency is the thing that's going to propel them whereby a social media agency is the person that's going to get you in front of other people but if your product or service isn't i guess on point or isn't necessarily the process hasn't been like um come together then it's kind of hard I do think in the early days as well, no one knows your brand like yourself. So having a hands-on approach is very important. But yeah, I think once you get to a position where you kind of know your brand and you know what you want to get across and you just need someone else with the resources and the talent and the experience and knowledge, that is the best time to now hand over to an agency and or a freelancer. And then you can focus on the main parts of the business that you want to because I think that's very important. Another question that I got, what's the best way to shamelessly promote yourself? Um, I actually wrote a blog post on this a little while back and I think one of my past episodes kind of talks about promoting yourself and if you want to go back and like read that or um, listening to that one. And I think it's just, you know, just there's just a few things that you could put into practice, like focusing on your editorial calendar. You know, if you have in your editorial calendar, like your sales posts, that's very important. You know, looking at like timing or what, when your audience is around so that you can make sure that you're targeting people at the right time. You know, actually asking questions is very important as well. That's a great way to sh- um, shamelessly promote yourself because you know you start a conversation i think you know being on multiple platforms is also a great way you know talking on twitter joining conversations on facebook you know joining also relevant online communities is a big thing you know becoming an engaged member allows you to self-promote to your target audience uh, but you know be wary you don't want to be spamming people And I think, you know, generally just being confident. I feel like passion is very infectious. If you're enthusiastic and energetic about your work, self-promotion becomes a bit easier and you'll find yourself shamelessly promoting without even trying. Um, Cold, I wouldn't say cold self-promotion. You know, you see someone's talking about something that you're capable of doing or you have content on, plug yourself like there's no shame in plugging yourself the only thing that will happen is they don't click on it so what well, you know it's not a big deal um another question i got was should all social media platforms get rid of likes retweets etc um i actually have a canadian client so we handle social media. And in Canada, they've actually removed the likes. So like the like numbers. So it will say X, Y, Z and others have liked this post. And you know what? To me, likes isn't a big thing in general because likes don't convert into nothing. I would prefer loads of swipe ups and clicks to websites than like Likes don't do anything. Likes are literally vanity metrics. They just dare for vanity purposes um i guess removing retweets would be more of a bigger thing because retweets are like a snowball effect one person does it and another person does it and you know is actually helping with reach and it is less of a vanity vanity <laughs> less of vanity and more of actually a important tool so removing i guess retweets would be a bit odd for me and wouldn't make sense like at first i was very much like why are you removing likes but i kind of understand a bit more so that's absolutely fair enough in terms of how social media is affecting people in terms of the influencer um, industry so on and so forth so i can understand from that point of view another question was tips for building a following before launch i think it's just about thinking about your target audience, seeing where they are. You know, start by trying to build a mailing list, telling people what you do. Um, also, getting offline. A lot of an issue is people want to stay online. Even though we are social first and we believe in all things social media, I don't think social media is like the pinnacle of marketing or like even the highest level of marketing. I think it is a complementary feature to marketing and a high one at that but I don't think it's the only thing you need to do. You need to go out and talk to people in the real world, tell people what you're doing and also encourage them to obviously follow you online for more updates when you're not sitting next to them or standing next to them. Really focus on your audience and building a community and letting people know exactly what you do, building the editorial calendar building like a timeline of what you want, like how you want things to go and how you want that launch process to start. And for me, I always say, if you've got a product, start three months ahead of time, start with the teasing, everything like that. So basically three months ahead of time is what I always say and then you kind of push for um, post-launch as well and have a plan and strategy for after that. So a lot of things comes with strategy and planning and really knowing who you're trying to target. But yeah, those are all, are those all the questions? Those are all the questions that I do have. And yeah, I just wanted to say that we are back and I'll be back every two weeks. Sometimes with a guest, and sometimes want to try solo. Um, let me know if this was good solo. I always feel like I talk extremely fast when I'm on my own. So, um, let me know if you want to hear some more solo episodes. And I guess in the meantime, you can follow Puds and Co. on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Puds Co. That's P-U-D-S-C-O.